Hey everyone, a quick note before the show starts. Now that the show is available on iTunes, I'd be thrilled if you could write a review. Right now is a critical time for the podcast, especially with how iTunes determines rankings, so I would be super grateful if you could leave a review. Thank you very much. This is The Space Shot, Episode 8, for May 22nd, 2017. Snoopy goes to the moon. Hey everyone, I'm John Mulnix, and welcome to The Space Shot, a short because we've all got things to do, an educational journey into space history, pop culture, and space news. It's time to jump back into the Apollo 10 mission now that the trip to the moon is finished up and we're in a lunar orbit. Once Commander Thomas Stafford and Lunar Module Pilot Eugene Cernan closed the hatch to the command module and powered up the Lunar Module Snoopy, they began the process of making the LM, or the Lunar Module, ready for flight. At 98 hours, 11 minutes, and 57 seconds into the flight, the command module Charlie Brown and Lunar Module Snoopy undocked on the far side of the moon. Roughly two hours later, Stafford and Cernan were ready to begin their mission. They performed a phasing maneuver to get the lunar module into the correct orbit for a simulated descent to the lunar surface. A phasing maneuver is changing the orbit by firing an engine to either slow down or speed up a spacecraft, depending on where you need to get in orbit. Once the lunar module was in a lower orbit, Stafford and Cernan began to take pictures of the surface and to get radar readings of the landing sites for Apollo 11. This was the dress rehearsal after all for Apollo 11, so making sure that they gathered as much information on the landing sites as possible was critical to the success of Apollo 10. After a successful mission, coming as close as 50,000 feet from the lunar surface, the lunar module fired its ascent engine. This was the first time this had been done outside of the simulator, so what Stafford and Cernan experienced next was not expected. The lunar module began to roll. Thankfully, Stafford regained control of the lunar module after about 8 seconds of rolling. The lunar module ascent stage would go on to dock with the command service module a short time later. In the Apollo 10 post-mission summary, Stafford and Cernan noted that the lighter ascent stage had too much power on the maneuvering thrusters, which is one of the reasons that it entered that role in the first place. Thankfully, they were able to recover and nothing happened, but it did show that they needed to take into account a lighter ascent stage for future missions. During the ascent, Stafford and Cernan reported that the engine of the lunar module could not be heard, but that small vibrations could easily be felt. So, so much for every space engine special effects scene in sci-fi and space movies. One thing that the Apollo 10 astronauts could hear, and they lightheartedly mentioned, was outer space-type music. It turns out the music that they could hear ended up being interference that was picked up between the lunar module and command module radios, not some extraterrestrial music being piped into Charlie Brown and Snoopy. The rest of the time that the Apollo 10 crew spent in lunar orbit allowed them to photograph the surface of the moon, conduct landmark sightings, and also do a television broadcast back to Earth. Now for a little bit of SpaceX news. On this day in 2012, the SpaceX COTS 2 Plus mission launched. This mission to the ISS was initially intended as a demonstration of orbital rendezvous capabilities for Dragon, the SpaceX spacecraft that's capable of carrying cargo to and from the International Space Station. The next mission, COTS 3, would have been berthed at the ISS which would have allowed for the transfer of cargo from Dragon to the space station. And I'll talk about this more in a future episode, but there's a difference between docking and berthing with, with the International Space Station. When a spacecraft docks with the ISS, it's under its own power the entire time from entry into orbit to docking with the space station. When a spacecraft berths with the ISS, 
it comes up to a holding position relative to the space station and then is brought in by one of the Canada arms on the station. Tomorrow we're going to chat more about the SpaceX COTS 2 Plus mission and the commercial resupply services contracts. Now that the space shot is available through iTunes podcasts, I would be thrilled if you could leave a review for the show. Share the show on Facebook, Insta, Twitter, and everywhere you connect with your friends and family. I'm super appreciative of the comments I've received so far, so don't be shy on iTunes. I'm John Molnix, and I'll catch you on the flip side.